Hello everybody, welcome back to the SA Dropkicks Wrestling Podcast. If you are listening for the very first time, my name is KG Animal, and in this episode, my co-host Eugene and I will be taking a special look at this past Tuesday's NXT New Year's Evil show that saw two massive title changes, a shifting of the guard within the brand with two new stars taking the throne. We'll also be pondering the future of two of the greatest NXT stars of all time as well as predicting what lies ahead for each of these two men if that sounds good to you then make sure you stick around because that's coming up next okay so this nxt new year's evil show um like just in general what did you think of the show like having like as a as an entire show rather than just looking at one or two matches what did you think of the show as a whole yeah i thought it was uh i thought it was a was was all right was decent yeah the best yeah i get it it was decent yeah, for me, because, yeah, like for me, I would like if I were, because I'm always I'm comparing it to War Games. And I was like, this show was not close, was no nowhere, it was decent, but it was not close to War Games. Like in terms of match quality and just overall feel of 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 the show, it wasn't as good as War Games was, but it was still a decent show. Yeah, for the first pay per view of the year, it was it was decent. Yeah. Um, you can definitely see that there's, there's some changes in the brand. There's some changes in, in pretty much entire WWE. Uh, you can definitely feel that like there's a, there's, there's, you know, there's that Vince McMahon feel about, about the, the NXT brand these days, not just the color scheme, not just the, the new, uh, not studio, but like the new arena. There's a, there's a sort of like, even creatively, when you watch the show or the or the events, you can feel that this this is it's feeling more like the main roster stuff than 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 previous NXT, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But um, what I'm also getting is there's NXT has its own identity. It still feels like it feels like in the, it feels like um, not independent but developmental. Yeah, I mean. And for example, you can just look at AJ Styles coming back, coming down to NXT. Yeah, um, we're gonna get to that, but let's 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 get through all these matches first. Um, it's crazy to think because like all of all, well, there were four matches on the show, and three of them were for were, were title matches. So we'll start with the first one, which was Carmelo Hayes, the North American champion. Versus Roderick Strong, the cruiserweight champion, in a uh, unification. yeah unification match. Uh, the match was good, Bro, obviously. I just have one thing to say. Yeah. When Melo shoots, Melo don't miss. Yeah, Melo doesn't miss, man. Um, for me, the star of this match was Trick Williams. Oh, I love this dude. <laughs> Trick Williams. <laughs> Trick Williams has no right to be as funny as he is. Uh, like I don't even, I don't even know anymore. That is true. 
like he's got no right to be this funny. Like at like I'm I'm thinking Trick Williams and and R Truth in a tag team. Just imagine. Yeah, no, I'm a good from that. Dude, I would laugh to the point where I could, I, like, I couldn't laugh anymore. But yeah, Trick Williams is funny. He's a very good hype man. Um, but this, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's meme worthy. He really is meme worthy. Um, let's talk about this match a little bit more in detail. Carmelo Hayes, like. Roderick Strong, this match is really good. It's athletic. Um, it's got Roderick Strong in there. Like, Roderick Strong is just one of those guys that I don't really think can have a bad match. He wrestles a very, it's a hybrid style. He wrestles this hybrid style where it's like, it's it's very difficult for him to put on a boring match. Do you know what I mean? But I think that depends on who he fights with. Yeah. Who he's in the ring with. Exactly. And then Carmelo Hayes as well. He's athletic. He's arrogant and sort of he he plays this very arrogant athletic uh, persona, but he backs it up in the ring. And this was a very good match. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I uh, I like the fact that it was the first the first match. Of yeah. The, of the, yeah. Yeah. You either want to be the it first. The tone. Yeah. You either want to be the first match or the last match, right? That's that's how it is in professional yeah. wrestling or in any sort of any event you want to be the first one or the last one performing you don't want to be filler yeah yeah because uh, if you're not first you'd rather be last and if you're not last you'd rather be first exactly uh this match went 15 minutes and 29 seconds long uh it was really great carmelo hayes won by uh this leg drop what what, what does he call this leg drop finisher this leg drop from the top rope what does he call it i forgot <laughs> I don't really, I don't think it has a name. Yeah, he goes to the top rope, lands this leg drop, pins uh, Roderick Strong, unifies the championships, and Malcolm Bivens as well. Like, we say Trick Williams is, yeah, we, we talk about Trick Williams being an amazing hype man, but Malcolm Bivens is just also very great. Like, his facial expressions, his mannerisms. Did you watch the NXT before the New Year's Evil? I I'm not sure. Um, you should go because remember they had a contract signing. Oh yes, the, I I watched the contract signing. Yeah, that was jokes. That that was just comedy. I like these guys are they're they're definitely taking to being sports entertainers, and that's what I like about this new NXT brand, where it's like. WWE is telling these guys, listen, you're going to be sports entertainers, right? Get this rest, get this pro wrestling indie mentality out of your heads. You're going to be superstars. You're going to be in front of bright lights. You're going to be on a world stage. So you need to have big personalities and big, you know what I mean? Everything is big and it has to be like, they have to be superstars. They have to look and act like superstars. Yeah, they're placing emphasis on their mic skills. Yeah. Like, both these guys are very good talkers. Carmelo Hayes, very good talker. Roderick Strong, not the best talker. But for the thing with Roderick Strong is he comes from that old school, work your way to the top, uh, old school sort of, uh, how do I describe it? It's, not, it's, it's more substance than style. You know what I mean? Where it's like, 
because the guy was in Ring of Honor. The guy wrestled in New Japan in Ring of Honor. He comes from the, the old school indie mentality where it's all about the wrestling. It's all about work rate. And he's not exactly someone that would fit in a sports entertainment landscape. Wait, but he was in... Uh... It was in the undisputed era, so I think that was like that was a challenge for him because he had to almost act out of character for that group. Yeah, he 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 sort of has to do things that he normally wouldn't do. the 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 thing that made him such a great fit with the undisputed era is that, you know, he was always the workhorse. He was the guy that took the longest, like wrestled the longest, took the biggest beating. He was the guy that you know, from a wrestling standpoint, was probably better than all the other members, right? Like, don't get me wrong, those guys were great. We know Adam Cole is great. We know Kyle O'Reilly is great. We know Bobby Fischer is great. But from a wrestling standpoint, um, Roderick Strong was sort of the the real standard bearer in terms of wrestling. Uh, other guys had more personality, had more character, but Roderick Strong just got in the ring and did his thing. I agree with you. Yeah. But then he also had to learn a bit. Yeah, he did. Like walking his personality. He did. He did. And I mean, I thought I thought he was great in this match, as always. Yeah. Did you see that one move of the turnbuckle? I don't know what it called. Like when they t- when he turned uh, Carmelo Hayes inside out from the top rope. I saw the move. I just I just can't recall. I just don't remember what it's called. I, I'll have to look at it again, but I did see the move. Um, yeah, overall, a really solid match. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. We crowned a new champion. Um, and Wait, I wonder... Is it a new champion, though? Because he still, still retained it, but they're saying new. Like, yeah. Is it really new? Because I, it's a unification match. So when you, like, you were a new... Yeah, but I get it, but... You know they're still calling it the North American Championship. That's what I didn't understand. Because I saw Carmelo Hayes lifting both titles. And the graphic, you know the graphic on the... on the yeah, behind him, yeah. Behind him said new North American Champion. And I thought, well, is that what they're going to call it now? Is it like a unified North American Championship? Or is is that just the name they put there while they think of something else to call it? Maybe they're going to come up with a new design or something. Yeah. New title, new design new sort of um presentation of the title because um, it is 2022 so yeah new belt new title new era why not i think all those titles should get a, a revamp right you think so i don't think the nxt titles should change maybe well, not maybe just a bit maybe a little maybe bit because you know I like the old one. yeah because these titles still reflect nxt 1.0 like, the titles haven't gotten an NXT 2.0 um, sort of vibe. I get you, I get you. But maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't. I don't want, I don't want paints, I don't want, like, like Nickelodeon-themed wrestling championships. Like, because, <laughs> like, I don't want my, my championship looking like a, like a toy. Have you seen how those, oh, have you seen how the, the, those, uh, some of the, some of the titles on the main roster look, like? Just atrocious. Uh, which ones are these favorite? I hate the new Intercontinental title. I hate it with a... 
like, Shinsuke is a great wrestler. He's awesome, but that title is garbage. That title looks like a toy. Like, if you gave me that title, if I held that title as well as a replica from WWEshop.com, I would probably not be able to guess which is the toy and which is the real thing. So harsh. <laughs> like the, the the old intercontinental championship was beautiful. The, only, that, the white strap. The, the white strap. All black strap. Like the just the, the plates themselves were beautiful. This one is garbage according to you. <laughs> like it's just garbage. Um we're getting off track here. Let's move on to, to the next match. I oh, can I say one more thing about the previous match? Yes, yes, please do. I, I feel like I think it was important that Carmelo Hayes won because, like, you can't derail him. He's on and upward, like he's going up. So it would have been wrong for them to just strap him off the belt and give it to Roderick Strong. Yeah, also because Roderick Strong has been North American champion before, and Roderick Strong is probably on his way to the main roster. I think. Because, I mean, the main roster could do with a bit of quality wrestling, you know. Like, imagine Roderick Strong Roderick Strong on Raw or SmackDown. Just imagine the matches he could have. Him and Sami Zayn, him, him and KO, exactly. him and Seth, him and Finn. Edge, oh, yeah. Damien Priest, go on SmackDown, McIntyre, Apollo... Chad Gable, like some potential for some for some really good uh, matches, especially for those two. Yeah, especially for those two um, those two belts, either the U.S. title or the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Yeah, so I I would say Roderick Strong needs to go to the main roster uh, and 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 show what he can do there. He hasn't won the NXT title though. I don't think he needs it. I don't think he needs it. He should just go to the main roster. You reckon? I, I, I reckon he would be, he would do well on the main roster, just, just because of, of the, the sort of the possibility of matches that he could have. Um, I think he'll do well. Obviously, he's not gonna like, he's not gonna be in the main event. Like, let's just be realistic. No one sees Roderick Strong main eventing WrestleMania, but he will have a decent, solid run in the mid card. I agree with that. Yeah. Plus, him and Tommaso Ciampa, like, they're the last two of the indies you'd say that are there because if you look around them, it's it's like, it's Generation 2.0 that's there now. Yeah. They're like, they're the only two left from the original NXT. Exactly. I mean, Ciampa as well. We'll we'll talk about Ciampa later. Let's move on to to this next match. We have Riddle and the, the Shaman Riddle and MSK. Versus Imperium. Imperium. Yeah, I love Imperium. I think I've mentioned it on previous episodes. Imperium are no, they're good. They're good faction. Are, are fantastic. Um, because I remember going through my list of like top factions in in pro wrestling. I was, you know, I came up with the Elite. I thought about the Bloodline. I thought about the the United Empire. I thought about so many different factions in in the world of wrestling and like. The Imperium just 
just I always just seem to miss Imperium whenever they're like whenever I see them, especially when Walter's there. And Walter was in this tag match, and as always, you know, pretty good match. Uh, a bunch of crazy moves, a bunch of athleticism. Um, Riddle was good in this match as well. But I will say something. It feels weird seeing Valta in an NXT 2.0 ring. Does it? It just feels weird. Because it's like... Just, so you want him in the main roster? I want him on the main roster. In fact, bring the whole Imperium on the main roster. Because let's be honest, the tag team division, either on SmackDown or Raw, needs needs freshening up. You know what I would do? I would put... Uh, Imperium on SmackDown. Why? So you can have Cesaro join them. Nah, I agree. I, I've said it for the longest time. Cesaro in Imperium, is, it has to be. Cesaro has to be in Imperium. This is what will put him, this is what will win him the WWE or Universal Championship. This is what will finally win Cesaro the World Championship. I think the same with Walter, you know. Yeah, him and Walter, him and Walter can have some some really good matches on 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 SmackDown or Raw, um, and so that's just the way that I see it. Together. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about the match though. The match. Walter does feel out of place at NXT. He does. He really does because, like, if. If logically speaking, right, we know pro wrestling isn't logical, isn't always logical. Logically speaking, if you look at all the guys on the on, on the NXT 2.0 roster, Walter should be champion. Walter is the kind of guy you build a brand around. He's not someone that's going to sit in the mid-card and have six-man tag matches. Like, if that's the plan for Walter, then, like, I don't know. Like, why? No, I don't think it is the plan. No. I think he just like had to feel his way into NXT and then now he's going to go on to do bigger things. Yeah. Absolutely agree with that. Um this match was great. Uh MSK and Riddle won um after you know uh I think it was Riddle who pinned uh who pinned Marcel Bartel. With the RK, yeah, with the RKO, that was a nice little, nice little RKO. It really does a very good RKO, by the way. It's funny when I see him do it, though. It's a very good RKO, not as good as Orton. Like Randy Orton gets a lot of height on his jump, and his looks more impactful. But Riddle's isn't that bad either. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, like I mean, great RKO there. Um, but yeah, the baby faces pick up the win. And I mean, again, like Imperium to the main roster, please, 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 please. I reckon when there's not going to be any time soon because remember they have the Dusty Cup coming up and they're going to have to face the winners. So maybe the winners will dethrone them of the titles and then maybe then they'll go to the main roster. Yeah, just like drop the drop the titles to the to the Dusty Cup winners and move on to the main roster. Um, especially because I want to see these guys perform in front of massive crowds. Like, how long have we had crowds back on, on Raw and SmackDown? I want to see these guys 
on the main roster, on Raw, on SmackDown. Yeah, not not the makeshift tag team, like a proper tag team. Yeah. Like, just imagine Imperium versus the Usos, Imperium versus New Day, Imperium versus... Oh, I can't think of any other tag teams right now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I I would put those I would put those guys on the main roster. It, like as soon as the Dusty Cup is done and they can drop those titles and and hope and move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, I want uh, the Grizzle Young Veterans to win the NXT titles next. I think they long due. Long overdue. I thought they should have won them. I should have won. I thought they should have won the Dusty Cup instead of MSK last year. They should have won the Dusty Cup and won the tag titles, at, like, way ahead of MSK. I thought they should have won it the year before. Yeah, even the year before. Like, these guys are long overdue a tag team championship run. They're maybe the best tag team in NXT. Maybe the best tag team in WWE. In terms of, in terms of work rate and smoothness in the ring, they're the best tag team in, in, in the WWE. Yeah, one of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean it would be it would be great to see those those two uh Imperium as well as the Grizzled Young Vets get uh oh, I mean just think of the match hopefully, though. Hopefully hopefully that's how Imperium dropped the title to them. Yeah. Because that would be a great tactic yeah, match to I mean, proper tactics. Yeah, give these guys twenty five minutes, let them drop the titles. Twenty to twenty five minutes in the ring, drop the titles, move on to the main roster and, and just Carry on from there. Yeah, was this your favorite match of the night, though? Yeah, I would say, the, I would say the first one was my favorite. the 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 unification t- match was my favorite, but these were the, like too. these went too far behind. Um, we're gonna. I think we should move on to to the third match of this show. Well, first let's talk about AJ Styles and Grayson Waller because I like. Grayson Waller, you know what I noticed, right? All of these NXT 2.0 stars are in their 20s. Would you like to guess how old Grayson Waller is? Uh, i 24. Wrong. Higher. 27. Higher. 29. Higher. 39. He was born on he was born on March 21st, 1990. He's 31. And he's getting a push. And he's like he's the he's the future. He's the future. The guy's 31. Braun Breaker is 24. According to him, he's the future. Braun Breaker is 24. Carmelo Hayes is 27. Grayson Waller is 31. Yeah, but look at this. It's not like he has a title, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just weird to think about. You know there are guys on NXT 2.0? The NXT veterans who are younger than Pete Dunne is younger than Grayson Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, Pete Young is... How old is he again? I know he's in his... He's 20s. in his 20s. Like, I don't... Pete Dunne is 28. Damn, he's younger. 
He's pretty, he's the same age as he's pretty much the same age as Carmelo Hayes, and he's the veteran. Tons of experience. Yeah, he's competed on the big stage of NXT 1.0. Um, but I guess that's just that's just what it is, right? Um, but then Grace again, from Australia, right? yeah. yeah, Grace Wall is Australian. You should see his Twitter. This guy is is just, he's going hard on Twitter. He is like, you know, people sticking to their heel character. This man isn't breaking kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not MJF by remember any means, that, but like... Yeah, you remember that how Undertaker used to do that? I'm yeah. not comparing him to the Undertaker. No, I'm no. just saying he's going he's going along that route of living his gimmick, not just in the ring, but also outside the ring. Exactly. That's that's exactly what we're seeing from, from Grayson Waller. But I feel like it's very easy because it's not the hard gimmick, you know, get people to like me, view it, likes. It's a very social gimmick. It's a very twenty twenty two gimmick. It's a very millennial twenty twenty two gimmick. Like my social media for, and follow me. Cause I'm the next big for star. For a thirty one year old. Yeah. WWE tried to tell us he's younger than he actually is. What did they tell us? I'm just saying they're pushing him to be this new, brand new star when he's like 31, which makes no sense. I don't know why they're doing it though. But uh, I am enjoying every minute of it, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he's getting some pretty, like, he's getting some decent heel. Like, here's the thing with, with Grayson Waller, like, there's heels like Grayson Waller and heels like MJF. A guy like MJF is over as a heel. Like, he's a heel, but you love to hate him. Whereas Grayson Waller, I feel like, is not only do, not only do they boo him, they just really don't, they just really not want, don't want to see him. It's like, not, like, not only do you suck, but like, you're, you're not, you're not who you, who you think you are. Whereas MJF, you can boo him, but you boo him out of respect because he's so good. Yeah, I can under, I can understand that. Yeah, that's that's the difference between the two, um, and so like literally, I've just I've just typed Grayson Waller on, on my on my uh, Google the Google machine, and there's like the first thing that comes up is AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller set for January eleventh, WWE NXT. This is an article by Cultaholic Wrestling. Seems like we're gonna see this match. So why do you think, though, I don't want to see this match? I mean, if, because, and I, I, might, I may agree with you only because WWE might actually have Grayson Waller beat AJ Styles. They might actually make, like, get, like, have Grayson Waller go over the phenomenal AJ Styles. Like, that would be tragic. I don't want to see that. And uh, and then there's another there's another article here that I'm having a look at. It's titled "Is it too soon to have Grayson Waller on the WWE main roster?" I mean, if you're looking at NXT 2.0 in the direction they headed with the age gap, you'd say why not bring him onto the main roster? Because I mean, he's already made one appearance on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, he's feuding with a top star in the company. So, 
I, I guess why not? not doing so well. Yeah, I I really don't know. Hey, um, I mean, but the the set. This like, is the highlight of his career, though. Yeah, his it is. It, it has to be right. It has to be. Um, let's let's move on to the third match. This is for the NXT Women's Championship. It is a triple threat. Mandy Rose defending against Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. This what match. What did you think of Mandy Rose's entrance? Yeah, I mean, the this it was very Charlotte like when Charlotte. Yeah. Very very much like that. Mandy Rose is like when she was on the when she was on the main roster. I never saw her as championship material. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never saw her as a future as a future women's champion, but she's proved me wrong. Like her entrance, she's her. Her entire presentation is solid. Toxic attraction, the character, the the attitude, um, the look, it's all yeah, very I, solid. I don't think that allows her to present the way she's presenting herself right now on the main roster, though. Yeah, I, I don't think... Because, like, on the main roster, she was all looks. Whereas on NXT, not only is she beautiful, she can also beat you up if you mess with her. So that's that's a that's an element to her character that looks like is is probably the reason she's had so much success on NXT. And so um this match was okay, I guess. Not the best triple threat match ever, but it wasn't it was not even close. Yeah, it was it was a decent match. Um 12 minutes the the finish though the finish was was crazy because uh Cora Jade got pinned right not Raquel Gonzalez yeah but I get the finish for 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 Mandy Rose like the type of finish it kind of suits her right now yeah I feel like she wouldn't have been able to do that to Raquel because Raquel is much bigger than her it makes sense but it was just weird um. How long, like, I actually have a weird question. How long do you think she holds on to this title for? Until someone new comes. Okay. Um, maybe Kaylee Ray. Maybe Kaylee Ray can take it off of her. I feel like Kaylee Ray, not now. Okay. But she will at the end. Probably. Because I think, like, she still, she still has... I want to see Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai go at it. Or Kaylee Ray and Raquel. I want to see them go at it before Kaylee Ray wins the title. So, okay. So, we were talking about um, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. And maybe they should move on to the main roster. Yeah, I think it's about time. I think Io should have went to the main roster long, long time ago. Like the minute she lost the title to Raquel. Then I feel like that's when she should have dipped to the main roster. Yeah. On either show. Because, like, if you think about it, just her, her and Kaylee Ray, maybe even Raquel Gonzalez on the main roster. Um, but then, then there's always this fear that maybe you leave the NXT women's division feeling very light. Because who else is on, like, who else is, is in the NXT women's division? That carries carries weight just anyone in general 
Like who else? I can like I can literally count maybe maybe less than ten fingers how many women appear on NXT on a weekly basis. You know, okay, there are so some there are some names. Yeah, I mean there are some people on two oh five live, but it's like who else? You know what I mean? And so if you take Raquel, if you take EO, if you take Kaylee Ray, put them on the main roster. You know, you know, maybe not take all of them at the same time. Yeah, I'll start with EO, right? Well, for sure. Because just think of the matches EO would have. So with the like with the likes of Charlotte Flair. Yeah, we need to run that one back. Well, Becky. Becky Lynch, Io Shirai, uh, Charlotte Flair, Io Shirai, Sasha Banks, Io Shirai. Um, those, those would be pretty good matchups. Bianca Belair and Io Shirai, they've never had a one-on-one Again, match. Yeah. I don't think they've had a they one-on-one match. I'm not sure. Really? I don't think well, they have. Um, pretty sure they have. I'll, I'll have I to go. Tell, I'll have to go back and, and, and see. But I don't think they've had a one-on-one match. That'd be crazy because they were in NXT for a while. Yeah, quite a while actually. Um, yeah, let's. I think it's time we move on to the main event of the show. Um, Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa, challenging T- Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship in a rematch of their match at Halloween Havoc, and Braun Breaker did it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he won. Were you surprised? Not really. I thought I thought it was time. And I agree. Whenever I hear like this is apparently the guy hasn't even had ten pro wrestling matches. The man, the guy has not even had ten matches in his entire wrestling career, and he's NXT champion. Think of the championship. So the first matches he's had are at NXT. Yeah, think of the championship and how many names have held that championship. We think of a guy like Johnny Gargano or Adam Cole or even Tommaso Ciampa himself. How many years did these guys spend on the indies just to get to NXT, just to win NXT championships? Braun Breaker hasn't had 10 wrestling matches and he's champion. Must that bother you? A little bit, but I can understand. He is what he is exactly what WWE wants. He is over six foot. He is two decent two hundred and thirty pounds. He is the son of a Hall of Famer, right? Um, who we'll get to in a moment. And like his character works, right? The entrance music, the 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 presentation, the the, the way he speaks, like it works. You see all those qualities that you named yeah. about him being a certain weight and certain height. I think that because of that, that allowed him to get to the NXT title much quicker than it took the others, you know? Yeah. So, like, you can probably see that this is exactly what WWE wants. They want a guy like this to move in onto the main roster. And I won't be surprised if he shows up on the main roster quicker than anyone else in NXT 2.0. No, like, he, like you can see, like, I think he embodies NXT 2.0. It's his brand. That's, he's the face. He is the face of NXT 
He's... I mean, legit, when NXT 2.0 started, the first wrestler they showed us was, was him. Yeah. He is the guy, he's the face of NXT. Yeah, um... Just like Seth... Seth like Rollins, Seth yeah. Rollins. Yeah, just like Seth Rollins was, um... And it was a pretty, it was a pretty decent match, uh... Breaker would look good in this match. So did, so did Champa. Uh, Breaker won by submission. Um, Which is crimes to me. Yeah, like submission finishes are so underrated. So it's, it's good to see. It's good to see at least at least like, one of them I on the like show. They're not. They're not underrated if it comes from someone who's known for yeah. doing submissions. You know. When yeah. When it comes from a guy like Ron Breaker, you're like, whoa. Unexpected. Unexpected. You'd think he'd win with the with the the Frankensteiner. Yeah, but they did kick out of it, so Yeah, yeah. Champa did kick out of the Frankensteiner. Um but So what do you do as a wrestler when that happens though? You just keep going. You just keep pushing and, and whatever move you possibly can. I was glad to see no botches in this match. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see any. The, I, not, 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 maybe not the entire show, but like this match, just uh, this match in, in particular. I saw, I think I saw one, but I'm not sure if it was meant to be this or that, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you see, when I think he attempted to go, Tommaso Chamba, right? Yeah. He attempted to go for the DDT, but then he got Ron Breaker in his, uh, his signature move, the Drake DDT on the on the ropes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think because he was meant to hit the DDT in the ring, that they were off balance, that he just swung him outside because that's the momentum that they were going in, and he just hit it. Yeah. Great maybe, improvisation. Sure, maybe, that's I that's not a bodge. That's not a bodge. That's great improv. Um, but anyway, this match. Yeah. This match was great. Um. And what about I don't know if you saw the moments after after this match. What what moments? So Tommaso Ciampa, um, so Braun Breaker goes and celebrates the the championship victory with his dad Rick Steiner, and Tommaso Ciampa actually shakes uh Rick Steiner's hand and and admits he act like your boy did good. He beat me. Respect. He deserves to be champion. That was a really nice moment. A very respectful moment, um, and it's it's nice to see that like Tommaso Ciampa acknowledging that yeah this man is the future of NXT. I'm done, you know what I mean. And then uh, yeah, he also did give him a head nod. Did you see at the end of the match? They yes. Just gave him a, a small one. Yeah, I, I saw that as well. And then um, what else in this match? Uh, I noticed like I I noticed this maybe yesterday or maybe. Uh, maybe even on Thursday, but Braun Breaker was wearing his dad's uh, wrestling boots. He was wrestling in his dad's boots. I saw the uh, picture on Twitter. I was looking Twitter. at the boots the whole time. I, I saw the... Because the they look familiar. Oh, yeah. I I didn't really see the boots, but uh, like I, I was on Twitter uh, after watching the show, and I thought, oh, wow. I saw I saw someone post that the, the picture of the boots, uh, which is a great, like, it's a great homage. It's a great sort of... Way to, to pay to he's going to win it. Yeah. Because you don't wrestle 
in your dad's gear and lose. No, you don't. That's like a lucky, that's a, like, I'm not superstitious, but I'm assuming anyone who is would assume that that's a lucky charm or something. So, yeah, I mean, really, really good show, really decent show. NXT seems to be moving quite well as a brand. Um, nothing has pissed me off too much yet. So, I'm going to keep watching. Like, I know there are some people that just don't watch NXT 2.0. Who like who willfully just choose not to watch NXT 2.0. They're like, I'm not watching the show. I already know it's garbage. And it's like, no, watch the show and then come up with your opinion. Yeah, I don't know why people like are like that. So they should get out of that mentality. Yeah. Because are you going to hate something if you haven't even seen it? Don't knock it till you try it, right? That's the mentality. Exactly. So Anyway, yeah, I thought it was a really good show. Very, very good episode uh, of NXT. Uh, I'm maybe hoping, you know what I was thinking? Maybe at some point we have uh, some more former NXT stars come back, right? AJ Styles isn't a former NXT star, but he's like a main roster guy. Maybe someone who isn't that well used on the main roster can have a run in Sammy NXT. Zane. Sami Zayn can come back to NXT um, like we saw what that did to Finn Balor, right? Finn Balor was a different animal on when he when he returned to NXT. Uh, I'm thinking of someone else. Apollo Cruz could get a run on the on NXT. Uh, I don't feel like they let him come down to the main roster because he's still valuable. Yeah, maybe not him, but but someone else. Uh, someone who isn't very well used on the main roster. Um, we'll see. You never know. Kevin Owens, but no. Nah, Kevin Kevin Owens is, is is fine where he is, but we'll just have to see where where things go. But so far, I'm I'm okay with with NXT 2.0. I'm not I don't hate it, but I also don't, I'm not like madly in love with the brand. I still miss the black and gold. Don't get me wrong, I miss the black and gold, and we're not gonna see any five star matches from this brand anytime soon, right? So. You never know, man. You never know. That's all I'm saying. You never okay, know. Okay, there's some talent, but yeah. He was like Tommaso Ciampa and AJ Styles. I mean, they did share a moment in the locker room. Yes, they did interact. I I almost forgot. I almost forgot about that. They did have a, a little interaction, uh, backstage, and I'm I'm thinking that would be a really good match if Tommaso Ciampa does move to the main roster. We really don't know what the future is for him. Yeah, I don't clue it. I think. He's in the same situation as Johnny Gargano was. Yeah. Um, I think he might go to the main roster. Only time will tell. Yeah. So, unless... Shout out to Chase University, though. Oh, they got a beating, didn't they? Oh. Yeah, they did. They, <laughs> they got a beating. Was it Von Wagner? Yeah. Von Wagner. Like, for me... He isn't scary to look at. Like when I see a destructive heel, when I see a destructive heel, I'm thinking Braun Strowman. I'm thinking Wardlow. He's built in that mold, but he's just not scary. Like I'm not scared of one. He's trying. Obviously, he can beat me up, and like like he's got he's got like what he's double my size and can beat me up. But looking at him, he's not intimidating to look at. And so when I. He's a very beautiful man. 
He's not very, like, not, I won't say beautiful man. He's just not intimidating. He, he gives me he gives me Shrek vibes. He give he gives me Shrek vibes. You know how Shrek is big and and, and powerful, but he's also like <laughs> the nicest person around. Yeah, he's not nice though. He isn't, but like he just looks very nice. I think yeah, you know, but in my mind when I look at him, I'm like, this is the guy that I don't wanna say they that replaced Kyle O'Reilly, but at the same time, it kind of is. Yeah, and Kyle O'Reilly's having fun on, on Wednesday and Friday nights on the other side of, 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 the, of the wrestling so scene. Much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to see better things from NXT during the year 2022 was a decent start, and the only way is up, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, hope, wish for more great matches. More great matches, more great segments. Really, like I can't wait to see where this brand um will be like in at, like at the start of twenty twenty three. Who's gonna come in? Who's gonna get released? Who's gonna move up? It's all it's all a guessing hopefully game at no this releases. point. Yeah, hopefully no releases. These releases suck. So, but it's like with WWE and NXT, it's just it's a guessing game. So you never know. and gentlemen that is going to be it for this episode we really hope you enjoyed it and if you did make sure you stick around as we'll be covering more wrestling content in 2022 if you'd like to follow us on social media you can do so on instagram at dropkicks wrestling podcast as well as on twitter at dropkicks underscore essay as always let us know what you thought about the show what you think about nxt as a brand where you think the company is going with this brand in future and DM us on Instagram, tweet at us, let's talk about it. Till next time, stay safe and God bless.